right, so we're here with Kim French. Now, normally, what I do is uh, sometimes I just, boom, jump right into the interview. And then we go and have breakfast or lunch, and I butter everybody up. But we did the opposite. I buttered you up. Uh, we, we got coffee at a night, and, and I had a fantastic lemmy, lemon poppy seed uh, muffin. Uh, you're, you're having coffee. Is this your third cup of coffee already today? Actually, my fourth. Fourth cup. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You've had a quite a busy week, month. Uh, would you say so? Are you recovered from the derby? Let's get let's let's start with that first. The the derby because you wear many hats. I don't even know how many hats you wear. I don't know all your jobs, but derby was the most recent. How was the derby? The derby was an adventure. Adventure, okay. <laughs> yes, an adventure. But uh, as always, it's more than worth it to go out and be able to see the horses. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, COVID has definitely changed. Of. Uh, how I do things and what's happened, but it's not just for me, it's for everybody. Sure, sure. So. You've been doing the media for a bunch of years? 15. Okay. Well, I mean for the Derby. So mm. what was the one, forget about the negatives, let's not talk about it. What was the one thing this year that was cool? Was it maybe, hey, there wasn't fans so I could get a different perspective, a different shot, a different, you know, maybe the interviews were better. Maybe so what was one or two things that you were like, okay, at least I was able to do, I came away with this, like that was awesome. Or that was something that I'll probably never have the experience to do again. I think one of the, one of the things that I really enjoyed was the fact that also media was, was down less running the press conferences this okay. year was way more productive than in years past because okay. you didn't have to do a bunch of gaggle interviews with nah. everybody standing around. Uh, what well, One thing I, <laughs> I always love is you see photographers literally elbowing each other. Correct. To, to, to get the one shot. So maybe you didn't have to fight. I mean, I know no. one of them pulls out a shiv and is, you know, shanking the other one exactly. to get that shot. So maybe you didn't have to uh, fight people. Maybe that's... No, not at all. Yeah. So it, it really... And it also... Prov I think it also provided the people that were interviewing uh, less stress. Right. So, okay. so you kind of got better stuff. Because okay. usually at pressers like that, they're a lot shorter. And high, it's just like you said, there's so many people and it's, okay, we need every answer perfect and you got to give the right answer mm -hmm. because everybody's going to hear it and everybody's asking questions. So maybe, yeah, it is a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. So I think that was probably the easiest part that I didn't really anticipate. How about, um, how about the Derby on Labor Day? Do you think that I, that would ever... really strange. <laughs> like was, I guess it's kind of the similar weather, May to Labor Day, but I mean, we've seen... Um, you know, the, the, the NBA has shifted their season and maybe they're going to start next year at Christmas, kind of what they were really should do, not be in the middle of foot. So like, do you think that we'll see some changes in harness racing and thoroughbred racing? Like maybe this should be here and this should be there. I think that's very possible. Um, I think that the Derby will go back to May okay. just because that's, tr that's traditional, but in a way, I think that they're also more willing now to expose both sports, mm -hmm. harness and thoroughbred, are probably at a point where they're more willing to explore other options for other things than maybe they were before the, the virus struck. Okay. Uh, so overall, Derby was fun, exciting, and stressful as any, you know, made, I mean, this yeah. is their championship, essentially. So mm -hmm. uh, you're okay, though? You, you made it through? <laughs> you had to deal with all the media? I and, did. And, and you were also the facilitator, right? Correct. So just give her, like, you had to write the stories, photo, video, and just, you were it. That was, like, you had to 
do all the stories for pretty much everybody, right? Yeah. When I well, it was funny because when I found out that our, our credential access was limited and I was going to be one of like ten people on the backstretch uh, for a minute, I was stressed, and then I thought, hey, maybe it's my shining moment. Yeah. So, so I'll make the most of this opportunity and try to do the best that I can. That media credential may be worth something in ten years, because again, it's only one of a one of a couple. And hey, I was uh, I would just wear that around all the time. Like, yeah, listen, you motherfuckers, I'm one of the only few. Uh, I get to do whatever the hell I want, right? Yeah, but yeah, it was it was definitely an experience. Next year, being it, you think it's definitely going to go back to May? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. What are you looking forward to next year? Like, is there something you, you learn from this year that you're going to be like, all right, I need to do this? Or, man, got to pull out my shank again because these photographers are going to start, uh, we're going to be overloaded again and I'm going to have to start boxing people out again. <laughs> I think what I've learned is to try to be uh, more patient. Okay. You know, sometimes when you're in the heat of the moment trying to grab interviews, you can get really wound up. Maybe okay. not, might not get what you need uh, because you might put undue pressure on who you're interviewing. Like, I need this now. Right. I need this now. Right. And I think one thing that the coronavirus has taught me is to relax more. Just take it whatever. Hey, if we, maybe we'll get an interview tomorrow or maybe we'll get it. Wait 10 minutes. Like nothing, you know, it's not, my approach is, it's always been like, oh, I've got to do this. And what I've learned is that it's not life or death. It's not the end of the world. If I don't get that perfect quote, if I don't get it at this exact time, the world is not going to stop spinning on its axis. You sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm positive. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure. Like, yeah. Uh, as far as, I mean, you wear multiple hats. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got uh, your internet. I, I don't even want to go through all of them. So what's the, uh, is, is there a job, and I guess maybe it's seasonal, different like this Kentucky Derby thing, is mm-hmm. it? Is there one that you really are excited about for the next year? Let's just say, hey, next this year is going to be whether it's excited because it's more difficult because of COVID or more excited because different opportunities, you know, because there's less people working, there's more people working, maybe more of a challenge. Hey, we got to think of something different here. We got to maneuver this on a different path. Is there one kind of hat that you're wearing that you're like, all right, I really got to sink my teeth into this one. Because this is going to be uh, something that, you know, I'm going to have to really uh, look at full forward. Actually, it would be hoofbeats. It would be hoofbeats. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for 2021 for hoofbeats because okay. I think with this situation and everything that's gone on and we can alter some more of the content to try to improve the magazine because I think I've learned some lessons. Okay, how, how's that? What do you mean uh, uh, maneuver the content? Maybe change up and do more industry stuff and more feature type content than what we're doing instead of departments. Okay, uh, specify that a little bit more. Well, we do a lot of departments and columns in Hoofbeats. Okay. Not as many features as I would like. Okay. And I think that this has taught me with the lack of being able to send photographers out places or to send my own photographer out places. Gotcha. How to be more creative. So you're saying as opposed to maybe more uh, in layman's or maybe less of a newsroom type deal, Uh, mm -hmm. whereas 
hey, let's just do a story, I don't know, pick a horse, uh, Sebastian K, that's fresh in my mind because I did a thing with, okay, if we were going to do a feature on Sebastian K, it doesn't matter if it comes out in June, July, or August, that thing's going to be there, that story's going to be there, so let's take our time, it doesn't have to be out now, let's take our time, pick Ramona Hill, she won the Hamiltonian, whether we do a story on her in August, September, November, December, even in March next year, that story's still going to be there about how she won the Hamiltonian. So maybe let's take a little bit more time to really dive into it. Is that kind of what you're referring yes. to? Okay. Yes. And then also maybe change some of our layout formats because we have been so reliant on these images. And okay. now we're learning ways ah. where we, we can't do that anymore because people can't be right. there to shoot them. Okay. So it also shifts you know, how you structure. Now, what do you say... Okay, now, what do you say to the to the to my generation that's all TLDR? You know what TLDR is? Too long, didn't read. I like photos. I like quick things. Uh, how is... how? That's got to be one of the challenges facing all magazines. It is. Right? So how how does... How are you fighting that? Do, you're the editor. Mm-hmm. You're, you're the boss, right? Yeah. This is your magazine. So how are... What are some of those things that you are? That's your fight. You gotta, you gotta make sure we get everybody involved with that and get as many subscriptions as possible. So, mm-hmm. how's that on on your side? Well, what I've already tried to do, and what one of the first things that I did do when I became editor was I had feature word count shortened. Okay. Um, a lot of features used to be way long. Too long to like, read. <laughs> right, right. Like over twenty two hundred words. How long, how big is that? Four pages, five pages? It can be up to six. Six pages, okay. It can be, depending on, on the format. The photos, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, and the layout. So what I tried to do was go to more of a, a photo featurey type thing with large fat cut lines and captions. Okay. And then cut the act, my actual words to about 15 to 18 at the most. Okay. And that would usually include, you know, like a sidebar, like an informative sidebar something of that nature and I'd like to be able to do more of that actually but I think it's going to take us some time to get to that point because of the virus and because a lot of people are struggling to be able to get images right now for media uh and it's monthly correct yeah it's monthly are we gonna are we happy with the monthly maybe do more do some more special features like Maybe instead of doing monthly, you have monthly plus a, I don't know, a Hamiltonian edition. Right. Or... Well, we've we have already been talking about that, about maybe trying to do two special editions a year. Okay. And you feel like that's, like, your numbers and your interest is peaked plus. Isn't there a Hoofbeats kind of website-ish type deal? Yeah, and that's another thing that I would like to do is I'd like to start a podcast for the magazine. And okay. I'd also like to incorporate more video. Oh, podcast. Interesting novel idea. Mm-hmm. Like, I know a couple people who do podcasts. <laughs> so if you ever need anybody, you know, I, I kind of can steer you in the direction of people who do podcasts. Yeah. yeah. I just think it would be a fun, different thing for Hoofbeats. Yeah. It's, it's hard to find a balance because it does have such a, a history. But at the same time, you want to bring it into 2020. Well, you're telling me it's the longest running right, it's magazine? one of the major trades in all of Core Sport. Right. Okay. So, I mean, that's... Yeah. Do you, did you feel pressure when you were taking over the job? Or you just, all right, this is my job and I'm going to do it my creative? Or does that tradition and all that other stuff kind of weigh on you? 
ooh, at first, like I'd say for the first six months, it did weigh on me. It was like a daily thing. Um, Stan Bergstein was a idol of mine. Okay. And helped me immensely when I was first starting out. So you knew him? Very well. Okay. Yeah. And, I mean, I even talked to him about writing his memoirs. Oh, wow. Stuff And stuff like that. So, and then Dean Hoffman was also a mentor of mine. Okay. So you have two of those... <laughs> To yeah, those, yeah. they're pretty pretty big shoes to fill, and so yeah, yeah. definitely felt pressure because I wanted to be able to live up to their expectations of me, and at the same time satisfy the expectations of everybody else. Okay, so is there is there or has there been like boom? This is my stamp. This is uh, something that you know, twenty years from now, when you're maybe we'll, we'll still be the editor, but. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to look back and say, all right, you know, Kim, Kim really, that was her thing. That was her, you know, style or format or whatever that you're kind of gearing towards. Maybe you haven't released yet because you have to baby step your way towards, or maybe you've already said, no, 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 no. we're doing this. We're doing more features and, and that's how we're doing it. Well, I, it took time to, it took like six months to even get to a point where I felt like it really was the complete look of my magazine. Okay. And I think the beginning of that was last year's December issue. I felt like that was the first one that really separated me as an editor from previous editors. Okay. And what, what was that issue? That was the one with Bold Eagle on the cover. Oh, I gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Um, that was a different cover look for us that we hadn't really used before. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I put some really good content in there. It was... It was mixed up, and we were nominated for an American Horse Publications Award. Nice. So, actually, several. So I was it? really proud. You didn't win. Aquas. Aquas. Oh, those mother. <laughs> All right. Do, do you have a good relationship with them, or no? We can't. I can't... used to write for Aquas. Oh, okay. Okay. So we're okay with them. We're okay. totally okay. But you didn't win. Nope. Like it's. Listen, this is America. <laughs> Game first, you're last, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, to me, it was an honor to even be nominated in my oh, first year. Come on, with the... well, we hadn't been we hadn't been nominated for an award. Oh well, knuckles, knuckles then. There for we like, knuckles then. I think it was about I think it was five five or six years. We didn't. So maybe that's something that you can look back on. Even it may not be a noticeable format change or something, but it's like no, we stepped up. A little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit there, and we got nominated. See, that's how I feel, and I feel like it's a progression. Because I know with the magazine, I can't have that immediate stuff like I'm used to for web content or things of that nature. So I have to learn to be more patient and just gradually. How about the transition from, you know, doing a story to now having to facilitate and delegate a story? easy that's easy you (laughs) you like telling people what to do yeah you go do that you go do that well it's more the the delegating this stuff is an issue with me because i am type a and i like to do things myself Mm -hmm. and i'm used to doing things myself but the the hardest problem is that when you are type a someone might not do what what you you envisioned and so it's kind of hard to turn around and be like hey this is it's not what I had in mind. Can you rewrite this? Or, you know, could you shoot this at a different angle? Or this is what I'm looking for. Right. And I think that's been one of the biggest challenges for me is learning how to do that. And trusting your, you know, your 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 crew. Right. I mean, how many 
writers and photographers do you have? I mean, you got Ken Weingartner mm-hmm. and, and so, you know, Mark Hall's photographer. I mean, how many other mm-hmm. crews are there that are writing stories? And Oh, gosh. And it's, it? it's all over. Because, I mean, I've got, I've got different people that write just specialized stuff. Who's your favorite? Yeah. Can't say that. <laughs> can't, can't say. Okay, okay. No, but what I will say is that, what I will say is this. She waffles. She waffles <laughs> on that one. I can't say that. That's not yeah, fair. Right, right. But uh, what I will say is this, is I'm really, one of the, the challenges was to change some of the, the staff. The, okay. the people that were writing, not that they were bad, but I just had a different idea of what I wanted. Sure. And I'm at the point now where I am just really happy with everybody that I have okay. working. I mean, hey. What everybody. You- I mean, I've got some really great new columnists in Tom Lamera. Okay. You know, um, Norman Fouet. Um, you know, Tim's always been consistent. Tim Boharski. Then, you know, I have Evan Paddock, who's now writing for us, who's fantastic. Right. He's out at the Meadows, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I have Ann Doolin, who has, you know, decades of experience in the industry writing again for us. And so I'm happy with, with what they bring to the table. Was it hard to try, like, are some of these people kind of tippy-toeing, meaning, like, sometimes it's good to get a fully outside person in, and maybe who's not involved all the time in the industry. Maybe it's good to sometimes get a freelance and be like, all right, I know you know horse racing. Come on in. Let's uh, let's do a story. And also, too, how do you... How do you chase down stories? What's your? Do you rely on these people who are freelance and say, "Listen, uh, no. come on in, Tim. Uh, uh, just figure out something." Like, how, how does that work? How does that di- uh, dynamic work? Well, what I did was I went ahead and I changed the magazine. I shifted it to themes. Okay. So each month is a themed issue. Before we didn't have that. That kind of structure wasn't there. But I don't think that was maybe necessary at the time. But I thought it would help with advertising and organization because it helped me so I try to center a central theme because I do the I try to do the schedule six months in advance oh wow yeah like right now I'm already looking I'm working on February the so February schedule that's gotta have been hard because you don't even know what December's <laughs> gonna bring things right? things drop and fall you know and sometimes you have to add something in and that's another thing I've had to learn is to be more patient with things like that. Uh, but for the most part, I listen to people that want that want to pitch me something. But I don't get a lot of pitches anymore. So I generally structure all the content and then I assign it. So you're out there also delegating, but you're trying to find stories yourself. Uh, yeah, I, I do. Um, I did bring in the people that I have writing health content for me now, which I used to do. Or TJ when he was the editor. Okay. Um, they don't work in harness racing. They're just horse. Right. That's yeah. People. Right. And so they've enjoyed it because they can bring different angles for health stuff. They can dip in and out, and they still have the knowledge to kind of know what they're looking at. And they yes, and they've also really enjoyed learning about standard breads. And that's kind of cool too because I think any media, whether it's you know, audio, visual, writing, you kind of, I've always looked at it as some, most of the time you got to teach your, 
your listeners or your your audience, you got to kind of teach them along the way too. So if you're learning as well as a writer, hey, I learned this. Well, I'm learning it, so that means the audience is learning it too. And if they both find it interesting at the same time, then then that's how you build an audience. Yeah. So it's been great. Like um, one of my writers, Katie Navarra, she came to me. She does more Western, you know, like Western horsemen, horse illustrated, that kind of stuff. And she lives in Saratoga. And she actually came up with the idea about a police horse named Apollo. Oh, okay. Because now she, he was renamed Apollo. Um, and she came up with that idea and just loved doing that story, like really enjoyed it. So I, I get some of that different stuff. But for the most part, I'm the one that's that schedules and assigns. It's kind of cool that you can, you know, again, find all these different areas because realistically the horse world kind of should be united on some levels and we got to find connections because it shouldn't be separate it shouldn't be just western people and thoroughbreds and harness racing and you know hunter jumpers and polos Mm -hmm. i mean we should all kind of find connections to each other i agree it's something that i've tried to do throughout my whole career even when i was fully freelance and i was writing for a bunch of different magazines you know i've done quarter horses arabians Equus I used to write for, Chronicle of the Horse, uh, show stuff, you know, like health stuff for them. And I just enjoyed it because I met so many wonderful people Mm -hmm. and I learned so many great things. So I think that's definitely been one of the benefits of bringing some people in that aren't exactly focused on just standard brands. And I think it's cool also, you know, if you keep hearing stories and from the same people it's nothing grows so you got to bring in outside people you got to talk to other people on the record off the record whatever it is just to try to get some new info and mix and match and because again simplistically i mean if 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 your brother married your sister you're gonna get some inbred stuff and that's not gonna work generation after generation. you gotta bring in some outside people mm-hmm. to get to mix the DNA up a little bit so I, I like the idea that there's all these columnists and and, they, and you you yourself again you're the <laughs> the editor for the biggest harness racing magazine and then you're also doing the Derby and you're so like you yourself have a mix a natural mix of everything and perspective to be like all right well they do it this way i like that i don't like that we do it this way i don't like that i don't like that so you can come up with fresh new ideas to mix and match and and bada bing bada boom definitely and well for me too i think it makes me me personally as a person it makes me more creative mm-hmm. to be able to do different things because i don't want to be doing the same thing all the time it just kind of sparks things for me you know you go out and you see something and it gives you an idea yeah and then you can implement it i think when you're on the creative side if you're watching if i listen to a song this morning and i'm like okay well i like this part of the song and i really wish they didn't do that part of the song but i don't create music but it's still in my head i'm thinking oh man like that part of the song was awesome let's take out that and then boom you got a whole nother song right and or if i'm watching a video or a tv show it's like oh well i understand what they did maybe maybe switch that a little bit and boom you got a whole nother idea so that's how that's how flowers bloom, right? Just all yeah. cross pollination of everything. I think so, and I just think it, it's very helpful that I do have that attitude. 
it, it brings me happiness and I think it definitely helps with making me better at, at my work. So you're, I mean, you're going to have a lot of stuff to do this year. Hopefully everything yeah. goes well. Uh, we'll check back in in a year after next year's Derby. We'll, we'll, we'll see how Hoofbeats is going. We'll see how, uh, what, what, uh, do you want to give a list of all the stuff you're quickly doing or does that not just, just, we know you're behind a lot of stuff. So chances are, if it's something good, you're behind it, right? Definitely. Can we say that? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I still have, I still have the breeders crown breeders cup, uh, grand circuit at red mile, mm-hmm. little brown jug. Then I think I'm going to be doing the writing again for the Lexington Selected Yearling Sale for a website for, for the newsroom. More, yeah. And then I'm also the special assistant to the president for the Association Association of Racing Commissioners International. So I work for Ed Martin. So there's probably going to be a, a lot of changes in horse racing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm kind of excited to see that. And I'm happy to be a part of the team and be able to make those changes to the model rules and be like, part of these meetings. Yeah, it's so. like a whole nother thing that you're a part of that uh, it will just be, I mean, that's a whole separate podcast on its own, you <laughs> yeah. know? So, um, I, you obviously have to go. I have to go. We got, we have different venues to go to and avenues and we'll meet up in the Breeders' Crown in the back and blah, blah, blah. So uh, I just wanted to, uh, to touch base with you and, and kind of, you know, uh, this is, again, part one of many, uh, probably <laughs> because I can't fit all of it into a, you know, we're not going to do a six-hour podcast on your stuff. So, you know, part one of many, uh, I'd like that we talked about hoofbeats because that's kind of our main sport. As much as I love the derby and, you know, but, you know, this is more based on harness racing. So it's nice to see that hoofbeats has a nice future ahead of it with you behind it. Thank you very much.